0: Who should be the next head coach of the New York Rangers today? Gonna be looking at current Devil's assistant coach and former Jack Adams nominee Andrew Burnett. Also, gonna be discussing somebody whose name hasn't really come up that much, but I suppose never say never, and that's gonna be Daryl Sutter. All this and more on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 831 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. And when you enter promo code locked on NHL, they will throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti Styler Tumblr with every order. So might as well go ahead, just dive right into it here today. Going to be talking about two more candidates uh, to be the next head coach of the New York Rangers. And this is part of uh, what's turning into an ongoing offseason series here, having a lot of fun, leaving no stone unturned, trying to figure out who will be behind the bench this year and who should be behind the bench next year for the New York Rangers. And uh, we'll start once again with 49-year-old Andrew Burnett. Now... I'm not sure there's really a coach, head coach, or assistant that has increased his stock as much as Andrew Burnett has uh, in the past couple of seasons. If I'm being completely honest here, I'm not really sure I'd ever heard of him before he took over in Florida last year. He obviously became the interim coach there. Joel Quenville was fired just a handful of games into the season, I believe seven games into the season uh, to be exact. Uh, but there's now considerable buzz around Burnett based on what he did last year with the Panthers. And, of course, he was not retained by the Panthers. He moved on to become an assistant coach with the New Jersey Devils. And, obviously, you know, the Devils got to give them their due. They turned it around this season, a 49-point turnaround, and Andrew Burnett, an assistant coach with Lindy Ruff, presiding over that. But as far as his credentials and his history of, uh, you know, being a coach in this league, again, it's pretty limited. He was a head coach for the first time just this past season. Uh, And last year, of course, as I mentioned, takes over – the Florida Panthers, after Joe Quinville was fired just seven games into the season, the Panthers were actually seven and zero at that time. Uh, it was obviously a very messy situation with Quinnville being dismissed and uh, you know, the allegations that came along with it, the entire set of circumstances that uh, were present there. Uh, but Burnett, you know, I think you have to give him credit because he not only kept the train on the tracks. You know, they were 7-0 when he started, and obviously there's some pressure there in and of itself. They're off to a brilliant start, and uh, now they have to make a coaching change and you have to take over and basically not screw anything up. But not only did he not screw anything up with the Panthers, but he led them to... Uh, a season in which they had 122 points in the regular season and also won the President's Trophy, which we now, of course, know is basically cursed. Uh, It's been a very long time since uh, the President's Trophy winner has won the Stanley Cup. I'd have to look it up to see exactly how long. But uh, regardless, you know, it was a great season. Again, tough situation. Stepping in for a coach that's won multiple Stanley Cups in the past. I want to say three for Quenville and Very controversial circumstances there, and uh, Burnett stepped in and obviously did a nice job, and his players, you know, followed him and uh, had a great season. Obviously, in the playoffs, a little bit of a different story. Uh, They got past the Capitals in the first round. They beat them in six games, but then they get swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning in round two, and the Panthers made some wholesale changes, and they're now in the Eastern Conference Finals. And Burnett, you know, for his part, obviously did a nice job. You know, the, the proof is in the pudding there as far as his record uh, with the Panthers and what turned out to be his only season, but never was able to shed the interim label. And so the Panthers decided to go with Paul Maurice coming to this year. And, uh, you know, Maurice was really under some fire this season. They, they struggled at times. And for a while, it was even looking like they might miss the playoffs. They didn't clinch until very, very late in the game in the regular season. And obviously, they're making the most of it now. Uh, down three games to one to the Bruins, who had the best you know regular season record ever. They, they come back and beat them and um, you know obviously take out the Toronto Maple Leafs. And they're not going to play the Canes in the Eastern Conference Final. Um, but a lot of fans—the reason I bring all this up is a lot of fans— Uh, of the Florida Panthers, you know, I talked to Armando Velez and he confirmed this. He's the host of Lockdown Panthers, does a phenomenal job with his show. And I always have a lot of fun doing those crossovers with him. But I was asking him about, you know, Paul Maurice, because when we did a crossover episode earlier this year, the Panthers were really scuffling a little bit. And on the outside of the playoff picture, looking in and talking to Armando, you know, there were a lot of Panther fans that never felt like they should have made a change, never felt that they should have gone away from Burnett. Uh, They did. For a while, it didn't work out, and they squeak into the playoffs, and now it's working out in a big way. Um, would they be in the same position right now if Burnett was still the coach? Impossible to say for sure. Um, but obviously, in the one season that Burnett did have there, uh, he did a nice job and uh, led the Panthers to a, a very impressive record in what was obviously you know, a difficult situation, um, given the whole mess with Quenville and everything that happened there. Uh, I want to keep everything rolling in just a second here. I want to keep talking about Burnett, talk about uh, his nomination last season, uh, for the Jack Adams award. And obviously he's now moved on to the devils. And, you know, we'll talk about, could the Rangers look at Burnett? Will they look at Burnett? Will he ultimately be, uh, the next head coach of the New York Rangers? Uh, we will get to that in just a second, but first we got to let everybody know that today's episode of locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by bird dogs. I look better, and I feel great when I'm wearing bird dogs. They actually just got here in the mail a little bit earlier today. I'm trying them right now, wearing them for the first time, and I got to say, they're very stylish, and they're very comfortable as well. Their stretchy fabric makes everybody's legs look great, and they are much, much comfier uh, than, you know, pretty much any standard jeans or shorts that you can come up with. Uh, They are just awesome. They have great versatility. Uh, They give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts or pants whenever I'm, you know, playing some Frisbee golf, uh, whether I'm going to a meeting, whether I'm going out with my wife, or whether I'm just uh, hanging out with my friends, uh, it's basically a one-occasion-fits-all pair of pants here, uh, the bird-dog pants. And, yeah, as far as some other, you know, testimonials and some other people that we could point to here, college football nerds say they are the perfect pants for dads that have a little extra gut. Uh, bird dogs make them look great and feel comfortable Uh, Part of my take host, PFT, famously never wears pants, and the only shorts he truly loves are bird dogs. Brett Kirshner wakes up late at his lake house and wears bird dogs, goes for a swim, grills burgers, and chills with his family, all in the shorts he associates with the summer, and that would be, of course, bird dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NHL, and when you enter promo code NHL, they will throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Once again, that is birddogs.com slash locked and enter promo code locked on NHL for the most comfortable pair of pants that you will ever wear. All right, we just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And for the everydayers, you got to make sure to come back next week. We're going to continue, you know, looking at candidates, looking at uh, some some likely names as far as who could be the next coach of the Rangers. Also looking at a couple of dark horse candidates as well. Going to have a lot of fun with this, obviously. It's a longer offseason than we all anticipated, so... We've got a head coaching search to conduct here as as fans of this team. And, you know, at the end, maybe we'll try to come to some kind of a conclusion. I'll try to pick who my favorite candidate to be the next head coach of the New York Rangers is. Also going to talk about some other things as well. Impending free agency, Rangers have a couple of UFAs and RFAs that are very important. uh, Trade candidates, the whole nine yards, you name it, we will cover it here on Locked on New York Rangers. But for right now, turning our attention back to uh, Mr. Andrew Burnett. Uh, Of course, you know I talked about the season that he had with the Panthers last year and what an excellent job he did there uh, for his work last year. He was one of three finalists for the Jack Adams Award. Uh, The award was won by somebody we're going to discuss in just a little bit here, and that would be Daryl Sutter. Uh, He got 353 points as far as the votes are concerned. Uh, Burnett was second with 249 points. And Gerard Gallant last year was third with 142 points. And what do all three of these coaches have in common? The three individuals who... You know, uh, according to, you know, the the experts and the voting and everything, uh, these were the three guys most deserving of the Coach of the Year Award at the end of last season. What do all three of those men have in common? You are correct. All three of them are no longer employed by the team with which they were nominated uh, for the award that goes to the best coach in the league. This is very much a coaching carousel league and very much a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of league. That is is pretty wild. I mean, I I know that— Obviously, you know, there's musical chairs when it comes to coaches in this league, but I mean, I have a hard time believing that's ever happened before, where the three finalists are all essentially fired. I mean, I guess with uh, with Burnett, you know, he was the interim. They just chose to go in a different direction. With Gallant, we had a uh, mutual parting. I'm not even sure how they worded it with Sutter. But with Sutter and Gallant, I mean, basically they were fired. Uh, that That's pretty much the long and short of it. But, yeah, pretty wild stuff right there. All three of them that were nominated, they're all gone. Uh, as for Burnett, once again, when the Panthers decided not to bring him back as the head coach, he became an assistant with the New Jersey Devils, and again, I think what the Devils did this year was very impressive. They went from a cellar dweller last year to you know, a team that made the playoffs, made it to the second round, 49-point turnaround, and if I'm not mistaken, that is the biggest such uh, turnaround in the history of the league as far as points from one season to the next, plus 49 for the Devils, and of course, they did that under head coach Lindy Ruff, who used to be an assistant coach with the New York Rangers, and You know, obviously, uh, Burnett is not the head coach, but you have to believe he played a hand, played a role in that, had a hand in it, and, um, you know, obviously pushed the right buttons with the players and uh, helped that team, obviously, turn things around quite a bit. Uh, Something else that I think Burnett has going for him, uh, if you're, you know, a fan of his, if you're intrigued by him, if you want to see him uh, be the next head coach of the New York Rangers, he played 16 years in the NHL and most recently was not really that long ago. It occurred in 2011-2012, so uh, he's barely a decade removed from actually being a player in the NHL and you know I think that is something that could work in his favor um you know maybe the fact that he's kind of young as it pertains to being a head coach in the league if he becomes a head coach in the league again you know young relatively speaking still uh just 49 years old a lot of the coaches are you know quite a bit older than that um but obviously look he, it's not that long ago that he was in the league there's players that. Um, you know when he was in the league they're still in the league right now i'm not sure if the rangers have any such players cuz you know the rangers are still a pretty young team well Kreider, i mean Kreider was there so um yeah so i mean the bottom line is uh he's not too far removed from actually being a player in this league and that you would think would help him maybe relate to today's player a little bit more um you know that there's times where i think coaches that have that old school and i'm going to I'm gonna you know beat you down and then build you back up I don't know that that always works with today's athlete and you can uh, share whatever opinion you have of that that you might have um but that's just the facts you know I think sometimes uh players coaches maybe tend to do a little bit better and again I just think the fact that Burnett uh, once again is not far removed from being a player in this league himself um, that's something that could help him maybe relate to uh you know some of the younger players in the league today I should also mention we got to be fair here uh Burnett. This past February, February first, was actually arrested for a DUI while he was driving a golf cart. Uh, apparently, he ran a couple of stop signs, and you know there was actually some police cam video that you know made its rounds on social media after this arrest occurred. And I mean, yeah, it looked like he, he kind of ran through the stop sign. I know some people are gonna roll their eyes and say it's just a golf cart. He was only such and such far away from his house. It doesn't really matter. I mean, a DUI is a DUI, and um, if somebody's driving drunk. And they get caught, they're going to get arrested for it. And that's basically what happened here. I mean, it's pretty black and white. There's not really a whole lot of gray area there. But, you know, again, the the police cam, the body cam that they wear, uh, that started making its rounds on social media. So everybody's seen it. I got to see it as well. Um, And basically, you know, he's pulled over and said that he wasn't driving, said that he didn't have his driver's license, said, I live right over here. Um, Then he went on to say that he had two beers. But then, like— As he was continuing to explain this, he said he had two beers at this place, had another beer at a different place, so a little bit all over the place, and then was asked to do a field sobriety test, Uh, then suddenly started trying to walk away and saying that he wanted to call his lawyer. The officers grabbed him. They handcuffed him. Uh, He tried to play the card that I used to coach the Florida Panthers, and uh, that didn't work very well for him. So obviously, you know, you see this video and the DUI in and of itself is not great but even how he acted in this uh did not put him in the best light i don't think it's one of those things that um you know he he should be you know expelled from the NHL from now until the end of time um but obviously again one of those things that you know i'm not so sure all 32 teams would hire him coming off of of that would the rangers would they uh, look past this would they just look at his credentials and um you know just kind of move on beyond it uh Maybe, maybe not. We don't know for sure. Uh, With Burnett, you know, regardless of uh, whether the Rangers hire him or not, you just hope that, you know, it's a little bit of a lesson learned here. Uh, Again, I mean, it's a golf cart. He's not going very fast. But, again, the law is the law. And if if you get a DUI, you get a DUI. I don't think there's really a whole lot of room for discretion there. And I'm I'm not somebody that, you know, knows every law inside and out. But um, from what my understanding is, a DUI is a DUI. Um, Anyway, getting back to the Rangers, you have to wonder also, will they – Break this cycle that's kind of been established around the NHL. You know, we, we've got, I mentioned the coaching musical chairs, and we've got these coaches that just bounce from one team to the next, from one season to the next. Um, maybe there are certain Ranger fans out there that are looking for uh, somebody who's a little bit outside the box and uh, a little bit of a breath of fresh air, so to speak. Burnett, in some ways, I think is kind of the best of both worlds because the one season that he had was with the Florida Panthers. He was very successful with them. And I think handled himself very well in what was a difficult situation once again with the Quenville dismissal. So you've got a guy that had success in what was a very, very brief tenure. So he's got a little bit of coaching experience under his belt, not much, but a little bit. And by that same token, um, yes, he's had success in the brief time that he's been a coach, but he's not one of those classic uh, retread kind of coaching options. And there might be Ranger fans that like that. Um, It intrigues me. I, you know, would be open to the idea of somebody like Burnett. And like I said, when we get to the end of all this, um, I think I'm going to rank all these coaches uh, in order, like I said, from the what I would want the most to the one that I want uh, the least amount. But we've we've been running through all the names here. We've talked about LaViolette. We've talked about Messier. Uh, we talked about Knobloch, Boudreaux, Babcock, and now two more today. And like I said, uh, this is going to be a big focal point of this podcast going forward. We're going to leave no stone unturned and uh, try to talk about pretty much everybody uh, that could be in the running here to be the the next head coach, excuse me, of the New York Rangers. So uh, we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. I do want to turn our attention to Daryl Sutter. Um, You know, obviously he was fired by the Calgary Flames over three, you know, kind of up and down, a little bit tumultuous seasons, but we will discuss that in just a second. All right, so we transition from somebody who— is, you know, kind of, I mean, not a complete outside the box candidate in Andrew Burnett because he's somebody that has some buzz. And I get the feeling, uh, I believe there are five head coaching vacancies as of right now. I get the feeling if Burnett really wants to be a head coach, he, he might be able to get one of those five spots. Um, So he's not really that outside the box, but certainly somebody that lacks experience. Uh, That is not the case at all when it comes to 64-year-old Daryl Sutter. He's about as old school as it gets. Uh, Sometimes this is to his benefit. Other times this is to his detriment. I always associate him most closely with the Los Angeles Kings and, Part of the reason for that, yeah, we gotta we gotta acknowledge this. It's because uh, you know he was coaching the Kings when they beat the Rangers in five games in the 2014 Stanley Cup Finals. We don't have to talk about that in too much detail here today. Uh, we've covered it quite a bit in the past, but yeah, I mean, bottom line, Daryl Sutter's coached a lot of hockey. Uh, his first year as a head coach was all the way back in 1992, 1993. So yeah, more than 30 years ago. At this point. Sutter, in order, uh, coached the Blackhawks for three years. He coached the Sharks for six years, the Flames for three years, the Kings for six years, and once again, the Flames, his second stint in Calgary, coached them for the past three seasons. So you look at this and you realize that Sutter basically alternates between three-year, ten years, and six-year, ten years. Literally, his career has gone three, six, three, six, three, as far as how many seasons he spent with every team. Uh, so I guess if he coaches the Rangers, he'll be here for six years. And uh, you know, if, if you're if you're if you're coaching a team for six years, there's a good chance there's a Stanley Cup in there because these coaches have very short shelf lives, and it's very much as we've established. a what have you done for me lately? Kind of a league. And obviously, look, there's no guarantees. That's what's going to happen if he's coach of the Rangers. We're just kind of having some fun with it here. But uh, as far as Sutter is concerned, career record seven hundred thirty-seven, five hundred twenty-nine, a uh, hundred and one. And 110. And that was wins, losses, ties, and overtime losses. Yes, he's been around long enough to have coached in the NHL when ties were actually a thing. Uh, but if you want to combine all the losses together, 737 wins, 639 losses, and then the uh, 101 ties. Uh, he also had a stretch where, this is very impressive, his teams that he coached appeared in the Stanley Cup finals uh, three times in just five years. He, in his second-to-last season in Calgary of his first stint with the Flames, the Flames uh, made it to the Stanley Cup Final in 2003-2004, and then they lost in that final uh, to the Tampa Bay Lightning in seven games. He ended up coaching one more season in Calgary and did not make it nearly as far. He was away for six years, came back, and in his first season with the uh, Los Angeles Kings, this is, again, after six years of being away, They go to the finals and they defeat the New Jersey Devils to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, The year after that with the Kings, they lose to the Blackhawks in the conference finals. And then the year after that, they win the Stanley Cup over our beloved Rangers uh, in year three of Sutter with the Kings. So again, in the span of just five seasons with two different teams, Daryl Sutter took his team to the Stanley Cup final uh, three times. Now, there was a a pretty big, a pretty long layoff there uh, between his Flames coaching tenure and his Kings coaching tenure, but the bottom line, three times in five years as far as Sutter coaching in this league, he took his team uh, to the Stanley Cup final and won the most recent two of those, both obviously with the uh, Los Angeles Kings. And then, of course, most recently, you know, again, he had a little bit of a break, and then he got back into coaching, uh, coaches the Calgary Flames, and in the three years that he spent there, They only made the playoffs once. That would be their second season uh, with Sutter at the helm. And in that season, they lost to the Oilers in the second round. And then this past season, a lot of reports of uh, some inner turmoil, some chaos. It just feels like something never really clicked all the way between uh, Sutter and the Calgary Flames players. And there's no really, you know— Ironclad reason as far as why it didn't work out there. But again, I think it goes back to what I was talking about a little bit earlier with Burnett. Uh, there's coaches that um, are a little bit of players coaches, and sometimes that works in today's age. And then there's coaches like Sutter who are really tough on their players. And I don't know. I mean, it sounds like the Flames just never really bought in. If somehow uh, the, the Rangers end up hiring Sutter, then I'm certainly going to talk to uh, you know, Locked on Flames, Locked on Kings, those are great shows too. And I want to get the whole nine yards as far as Sutter and you know his strengths and weaknesses as a head coach in this league. But yeah, something just uh, never really seemed to click between Sutter and the Calgary Flames. They had some pretty high expectations coming into the season, didn't even make the playoffs. And if that happens, a lot of times uh, the coach is gone. As far as what he brings to the table and why he could be an intriguing um, you know, choice for the Rangers, uh, known as a great motivator, as players have talked about that in the past, uh, I've noticed, you know, from watching the Kings make all those deep playoff runs year after year for like a four or five year window there, uh, it seems like they're very well coached. They're, they're very defensively structured. And that's something that was very much on display when the Rangers and Kings played each other in the finals. It was just driving me crazy because, you know, it felt like the Rangers were in all these games. Next thing you know, they're down 3 0. They lose in five games. And it was a more competitive series than the uh, five game, you know, lasting of that series would suggest. But one thing that was just driving me crazy, you know, watching the Kings against the Rangers that year in the finals, it was just like, man, does this team ever make a mistake? Like, they're always in perfect defensive position. They always have their sticks in the right position. Uh, Their penalty killing was just outstanding. It helps when you have a phenomenal goalie like Jonathan Quick, obviously, but they play great defense around him. Uh, They force players to go to their backhand. You know, they they close off passing lanes. They just play great defense. They play very physical hockey as well, Um, you know, Sutter, my understanding, when he was a player, known as just like a a tough physical guy, and he demands the same thing out of his players. And I think sometimes if he doesn't get that, that's where you see uh, him clash with, you know, some of his guys that he's had in the past. Um, A lot of his teams also, and this is kind of interesting too, uh, have been built around a really, really good goalie. Uh, You could start, look no further than Jonathan Quick. Obviously, uh, he's the most notable, but uh, he also had uh, Mika Kiprasov. Uh, Yeah, let's try that one again. Mika Kiprashoff during uh, Sutter's first season with the uh, Calgary Flames, and he was a, a great goalie uh, in his day of getting Nabokov. There was a time where uh, he was maybe, I don't want to say the best goalie in the league, but maybe, you know, he, he was pushing uh, pushing that status for sure, and uh, if he wasn't the best, he was certainly one of the best, and uh, Sutter coached Nabokov with the San Jose Sharks, and obviously Igor Shesterkin uh, having won the Vezina two years ago and uh, truly one of the elite goalies in this league. As we've been talking about, though, the knock on Sutter, I think, is that Uh, He eventually does tend to wear out his welcome at least a little bit. Uh, Just an extremely demanding coach. He's very hands-on. There were reports that even the Kings were starting to get sick of him. And keep in mind, this is a guy who took them to a Stanley Cup championship uh, twice in three years. And the team didn't change that much as far as the personnel uh, from those seasons to his last season there, his sixth season there and what turned out to be his final season there. Uh, A lot of those guys are still there even today. And I, 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 Think they had just kind of had enough of him. You know, again, he's a very uh demanding and I think at times maybe overbearing coach. Um, and with that said, I feel like everything I've just said about him, you know, the success, the Stanley Cups, the fact that he can be very demanding and uh he can maybe uh you know wear on his players from time to time. I think Sutter, maybe more so than anybody else that we've talked about here, is like the ultimate high-risk, high reward choice here. You know, this is this is an all-in-move for Chris Drury. How would him and Drury get along too? Because obviously. Jury can be a little bit hard-headed, and I think Sutter for sure can be a little bit hard-headed. You know, are they going to be on the same page? Are they going to get along? Obviously, Jury and Gallant seem to clash. There were reports that they were yelling at each other after Game 4 against the Devils this year. So, yeah, I mean, hard to know for sure. But, yeah, I mean, this would be a true all-in move uh, from Chris Jury because it's one of those things that it could pay off in a major way. All the Rangers buy into everything that Sutter is, is selling, and this is a guy who's won two Stanley Cups. I mean, Kreider was there when... The Rangers lost to to Sutter's team, the Los Angeles Kings, in the Stanley Cup Finals. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a chance that they could really buy in and really get on board. And he's somebody that I think would command respect and uh, command the attention of the room from the second he walked in there. By that same token, though, again, we have seen players um, just not really buy in and and just kind of uh, maybe there's a little bit of a disconnect there. or At times, maybe you just kind of get burnt out from him. And it, it, the fact that that could happen with the Kings, the team with which Sutter led uh, to two Stanley Cup championships, it could probably happen anywhere. So uh, again, it is a high-risk, high-reward choice, uh, but certainly a name that intrigues me. Um, again, the Rangers didn't really seem to go to bat for Gerard Gallant at the end of the season. Gallant known as a, a player's coach. Daryl Sutter is not known as a player's coach. So um, with that said, um, maybe he could be what they need. Go in there and basically give everybody just a, a swift kick in the butt and get everybody going. Uh, it is strange, though, with Sutter, how nobody really seems to be talking about him as far as him maybe being the next coach of the Rangers. Um, there was a report that, you know, the Rangers, there, there was this report about Quenville that they weren't going to look for him uh, to be the next coach and uh, for different reasons, obviously, but it seemed like uh, there were a couple of reports out there that. Um, maybe Sutter wouldn't be their guy either, but I don't know, man, when somebody, when you've got a multiple time Stanley cup winning coach out there on the market, uh, those kinds of coaches don't grow on trees. And I just find it hard to believe that jury wouldn't at least pick up the phone. Uh, the Rangers wouldn't do their due diligence. And that if Sutter wanted to interview for the job that the Rangers would say, thanks, but no thanks. I, I get the feeling they would at least have a conversation here. Would he be a favorite? Tough to say for sure. Uh, Again, very demanding coach, but a guy who produces results and wins and has won Stanley Cups and uh, somebody that I think for sure, um, he's going to walk in there, command the respect of the players and He's somebody that's going to instill a system where they play very structured hockey, very defensively responsible hockey, very physical hockey. And I know there's a lot of reindeer fans who certainly like the sound of that. But, you know, like I said, I, I figure we could pretty much call it there for today. We're going to keep everything rolling in the days and weeks to come. Continue to look at different candidates who might end up being the next head coach of the New York Rangers. Uh, but again, thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. This is... Locked On New York Rangers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is nyrangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.